Arthur Smith is the new Steelers offensive coordinator. How's everyone doing today? I am Matt Williamson, and I have a hunch that many of you have mixed feelings or flat-out negative feelings about the hiring. I have mixed, but more positive than negative, so I did kind of break him down earlier in the week when he was getting interviewed, but let's dig in here. So, he has a pretty diverse background working with like Munchak and Joe Gibbs and, you know, Malarkey, let alone Vrabel. Did a little bit of work on the defensive side of the ball too before, you know, really settling in as an offensive coordinator. He was an O lineman in college. I mean, that's his background. Bigger guy, of course. Um, but the last, the, the, his final two years with Tennessee, is really his resume for the if you like it. Yeah, I mean, those last two years, and that seems like a million bazillion years ago, but 2019, 2020, he and that staff got an awful lot out of Ryan Tannehill. And yes, they were very Derrick Henry-centric, but they were third in the league in rushing, then second in the league in rushing. Henry had like 3,600 yards and 33 TDs in those two years. And they play action the heck out of you and really had a good thing going without a ton of talent, a big rugged O-line, a lot of good after the catch receivers, which is a, a, a thing, something you're going to see a lot more of. But then he goes to Atlanta and gets really Matt Ryan in his last year looking like Ben type of move. And that was a rough, rough job because the Falcons, speaking of Ryan, you know, Tony Gonzalez, Julio Jones, they went all in to win a Super Bowl and they fell just short. So Smith inherited a team that had no spending power whatsoever and a lot of aging talent, you know, a lot of not resources or youth to build around, really bad defense. Like they were the worst pass rush in the league for year after year. But he still managed to win seven games each year he was there. And frankly, it got better. That's not an excuse for his three-year stint in Atlanta. And I don't think he was a particularly good head coach. But you're not hiring him to be a head coach. So, he got to Atlanta. They were 31st in rushing. They had no talent. And then they went up to third in rushing. And this past year, they digressed to nine. They run the ball a lot. But... I also think he's had probably the least accurate quarterbacks in the entire league during his stint in Atlanta. I mean, Ryan at the end, but especially Mariota Ritter lat two years ago and Ritter Heineke this year. You know, like small example is Kyle Pitts had more uncatchable balls thrown his way than any tight end in the league. And it was by like 10%. I mean, like light years worse than everybody else. So, he is too run heavy, or he was, but nobody ever feared their passing game. So, he kind of was handcuffed in that way. Um, I want to talk more about this, you know, I got a lot of notes here, just random stuff, some concerns, some strengths, some weaknesses, what's next, that type of thing.
Folks, with the NFL playoffs here and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and information on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today, get into the action, and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, all cap, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Anyone that plays fantasy football and understands the Bijan Robinson situation has their concerns with how Arthur Smith uses his personnel. And Pitts also fits that mold to some degree as well, without question. I'm not making excuses for him, but Bijan played well over 800 snaps. And there was one game you might remember that he was, it's really bad. I, I think it was headache situation, illness, whatever. And he played like two snaps. So he was active for that game, but never saw the field. But other than that, and especially late in the year, he did feature Bijan a lot. And like the Steelers did with their rookies, I know that Atlanta tried to keep him fresh for the long haul. And Algier ran for 100 yards a year before. But one thing you'll see that they did a lot that I want the Steelers to do more of is putting both those guys on the field together. They did quite a bit of that. They also used a fullback on just under 200 snaps. So... I think the Steelers, I don't think Connor Hayward's going to be moved the fullback and problem solved. I think they'll be in the market for a cheap lead blocking fullback. So you'll see a lot of two back. You'll see a lot of extra tight ends, 12 personnel, 13 personnel. So the Steelers really over the last five, six years have been at the absolute top of the league in terms of 11 personnel, one back, one one tight end, three receivers too high of a percentage. But now it's the opposite. Atlanta was dead last in their usage of 11 personnel. They didn't have a very good number two receiver, and they don't throw the ball particularly well. But I would imagine they're going to be meeting in the middle. Like, I don't think the Steelers are just going to go to exclusive heavy personnel, never bring out a third receiver. That would shock me. But they definitely are going to stress the tight ends. I think this is a move that's really good for Fryermuth. And a fullback is something that's going to be added here at some point. So keep those things in mind. Um, I wonder, I hope it isn't the case, again, from a personnel perspective. I hope that they don't think, once they release Allen Robinson, that they don't need to add another receiver. I mean, especially in this draft class, I still think you draft a receiver as high as you possibly can, depending on other needs. Um, I hope... That isn't out the window. But other than that, I don't think you need to do a whole lot with your skill position personnel. Here's a worry for me, but I could also see it happening. He was hurt a lot this year, but I think Tannehill, he looked shot to me this year. But if they can't bring back Rudolph, it just seems like a logical move to bring in Tannehill, which doesn't make me do jumping jacks. Don't get me wrong. But I always thought he was an underrated, better player than people gave him credit for as a Titan. Maybe he was just injured this past year, but it was clearly his worst season. So that is something just to throw out there. I don't know if it's good, bad, ugly, but there's not a lot of great quarterback options at the moment. He also has quite the relationship with Mike Munchak, who has mentioned that he would consider coaching in the right situation. I can't imagine there being a better situation 
than the Steelers. And folks, he only left here to go to Denver from what I've been told by very good sources is his daughter and his grandkids were in Denver. I mean, he wanted to go to Denver to be with family. He's got a great relationship with Smith. He's got a good relationship with Tomlin. And I don't think Pat Myers is a bad O-line coach, but if you can get an all-time great Munchak type to add to the staff, that changes everyone's tune around here real quick. I also think Arthur Smith's also not nearly as old as you think. I think he's 41 years old. So if he was a 30-year-old, you'd think he's, you know, if he was in his 30s, you'd look at him as this young whiz kid type. And he still has a lot of those qualities. But I would like to see them get a young quarterbacks coach, you know, an up-and-comer at, at that spot. Now, here's some concerns I have is, and some of it I think is because the quarterback play was so bad, but they were really heavy with early down run plays in Atlanta. Often got the third and manageable. Like they were real happy to get the third and two, you know, four yards in a cloud of dust, pick up another three, blah, early down runs. That's just not how the world works. Um, you need to create more explosives. You have to take more advantage of first and 10 than they did. But when you have a quarterback that has a hard time completing passes for two to three years in a row, I kind of get it. So I hope that that isn't what we see is just run, run, third and two, short play, move the chains, boring, no explosives. Now, here's the one that worries me more, though, is they run the ball a lot. The Steelers run the ball a lot. You'd look at Najee Harris and say, boy, he's kind of a direct replacement for Derrick Henry. You know, he's downhill runner. But in Atlanta, they were a very heavy outside zone team, you know, worth all linemen moving as one. And the Steelers were much more of a man scheme, power heavy running attack. So there's many different ways to run the ball. And the Steelers and Falcons ran it differently. And frankly, when you just look at their man uh, blocking scheme stuff, powers and pulling guards and things of that nature. The Steelers are about the best running game in the league doing that. So if you're coming here, the, the running game didn't need fixed. And you come in here and change what's all, the only thing that's really working to go to a lot of outside zone, which takes a lot of time to learn and a lot of reps, that would worry me. It's not like the Steelers haven't run outside zone. But I don't think it fits Najee at all. You know, it's more of a Clinton Portis type guy or, you know, Frank Gore, those type of dudes. So I'm real curious of how they run the ball. I know they're going to run the ball a lot. I'm sure they're going to run the ball with heavier personnel. But one of the beauties, if you read my article this week, of having heavier personnel out there, extra tight ends and fullbacks, is passing out of it. Because you're going to get heavier defenses. You know, you're going to get base three fours and four threes and – and if you can pass out of heavy personnel is when you get really dangerous. You know, the, the Niners are the best example in the world of this. So those are things we have to see, but those are some of my concerns too. So that's just my, my you know, a little bit deeper take on Arthur Smith. I do think it'll make the quarterback, namely Pickett's life, much easier than it was here with Canada, who was frankly quite bad. And the play action stuff is really enticing to me, as is a little bit more motion. Um, they are, he's a lot more personnel groupings. He does some unique stuff with personnel groupings that are pretty innovative as well. So he's not like this old curmudgeon, run the ball, run the ball guy that people think he is. So we'll see, but 
I think it's more positive than negative, but I definitely have some concerns. All right, take care.